I'm here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. I am here. I swear I am. I am. You are? I'm here. You sure? I feel physically. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but I guess I guess that's all that matters. Who cares about your mind? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm so oh, glad you care about my mind. I do. Totally. Mental health and all. Um, I mean, that's why you're my friend, because you're, like, crazy, so you're crazy, no, that's my crazy. So that's hard before, to argue. Before we, you know, I want to do, so, there's a Dable update, but it's not really an update, but whatever. Um, so, the prosecutor has said, we're not ready yet, we don't have enough evidence, so they're pushing the trial off again. Um, oh, okay. The first one, what the first push off was on the Daybell side because remember, Lori wanted to change her name. Yes. Yeah. So she wanted to change her name. So they pushed it off. And now this time it's on the opposite side and they're saying they're not ready and there has not been a new trial date, but they're saying that they should be ready by July. That feels like a long time. Well, they're going to sit in jail for that long. So whatever. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think that they just want to make sure, too, that they have all their evidence to convict them. Yeah. I mean, we know that they did it, but they need to prove that to a court. And this is like their one shot, you know? Yeah. It's like with um, like with Josh Powell. They never convicted Uh-oh. him. Even though we oh, knew. Well, the thing is, is with that, I'm like, shit, like... Couldn't they have just like delayed it like this and uh, kept him in there for a bit? I guess you have to hold him on probable cause, but probable cause that your wife's dead? Come on. Come on. Probable cause, you know, that you're guilty. Yeah. Because that you're not really cooperating. I mean, (sighs) but anyway, I mean, they're pushing it off. Um, I say July now. And they're still not on bail, which I'm like, okay, good. Well, I guess that's something. Well, and hey, we all survived the last apocalypse that she said was going to happen in in July when we all turned into zombies. So, Well, no, because according to some people, that's the COVID vaccine. It's turning us into zombies. So clearly that's what she meant, right? Oh, yes. I I apologize on that. Yep. Uh, and apparently, you know, there are firm believers, as of people we even know, that are buying bunkers underground. Sure, because that's a great use of money. Don't get me started on them and money. Please, please, please tell me that the underground shelter can at least withstand a bomb. I don't know. I haven't seen it for myself. From what I know, it's a um, like a storage container, and then they put it in the ground. That probably can't withstand a bomb. Yeah. If you're going to buy an underground shelter, it at least needs to be able to live a bomb. It doesn't, though. It has to just keep out the zombies. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what more to say. Like, <laughs> just oh no. Gosh. Um. Okay. 
Can I just tell I was watching it's one of my favorite lines. I was watching a show the other day and I'm gonna say a quote from it just because it makes me laugh so hard. So okay. the person there was one person trying to convince another person mm-hmm. that people on earth could be good. And the person who was arguing that people were bad came back with this response. There are women in four hundred dollar yoga pants who refuse to vaccinate their children and you think the world is a good place. Mm. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, by the way, here in Utah, we have people that are having their kids wear bright yellow shirts that say, let us smile in protest of the kids having to wear masks to school. Okay. Because, you know, my child has complained zero times about wearing a mask. I'm sure if your child is complaining about it, it's probably because you're being a bitch. And I putting this nonsense in their freaking heads most children complain if it's learned i will admit to that yeah i just i don't know it is mind-boggling isn't it mm-hmm. i just that just made me crack up so hard there are women in 400 dollars yoga pants <laughs> who won't vaccinate their children i was just like oh yeah Yep. And then we've got idiots too, like my sister, who I I have three, so feel free to guess which one. Um, (laughs) She's like, hey, can I throw a party for like 40 to 50 people at your house so that we can have a drinking party? And I'm like sitting here like, okay, I wouldn't even go to family parties. What makes you fucking think that I'm going to let your strange-ass friends into my house. 50 of them. Yeah. Because, you know, who knew she even had 50 friends? Well, I think it's like her friends' friends and her friends' friends' friends. and Because she's the type of person that will, like, buy all the alcohol and, you know. Where does she get the money for this? The same $40 a month that she spends to go to Disneyland. Of course. <laughs> of course that was it. We joke about that, but that's legit what she said. She said that she needs $40 a month. She saves $40 a month so that she can go to Disneyland several times a year. Yep. Yep. Because that would work for me. Of course. No, 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 but you need to do it times four you know because you have four people and they need to be able to go like three four times a year okay so forty dollars a month times four let's just do this math real quick because you know why not 40 times four that's 160 dollars a month so let's say she goes after four months of that i have 640 dollars that's not even enough to buy the tickets Let alone the plane slash transportation slash food. No, the math doesn't work. <laughs> no, what we know. It's just. <laughs> Has she said that more than the once? Yes. Okay. And here my dumbass is saving 150 a week for two years so that we can go to Disney World. But, you know. <laughs> Jesus. I, 
Yeah. Just no. Anyway, I hope you guys had that entertainment. But I mean, shit, you do want to be like my sister, you know, and then, of course, then you're going to need an Airbnb. And, well, you can get $80 off with our code theories if you're a new um, user. So, hey, well, at least that's something. Yay. I mean, then at least you save your $80. So, hey, that's two months of saving that you don't have to. Wait, get. it's seriously 80 I thought it was 60 Dang, that's an even better deal than I thought. Yeah, it's 80 It might have been 60 at one point, but I just checked it this morning. Oh, well, dang, take advantage of that 80 bucks. No kidding, right? Because that Airbnb is awesome. Airbnb is awesome. So, okay. What story do we have today? You want to hear a story? Okay. Yes. We'll go to something that is somehow still only equally as crazy as your family. Oh. Wait, only? I know. Huh. Weird. Your family's pretty damn crazy. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about Michael Dunahy. And Michael Dunahy was born on May 12th of 1986. And he was just your average little boy. He had loving parents and he had a six month old little sister. Hmm. So, okay. So this is 91. So he's like, He's like five. Okay. He's almost five. Okay. So he's going to turn five in a couple months when our story happens. And he has a six-month-old sister and things are all just happy and good, right? And then one day... Oh, sorry. I'll finish up this first. They live in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. All right. Is this our so first it Canada is... one? No, it's our second because you did that one I don't with think the teacher. it's our first. Yeah, yeah you do I like Canada. Them. I do Canada sometimes. <laughs> um, so, we are in Canada, and it is March 24th of 1991. So, we, we were just little back then, like Michael. He was only a couple years older than me. I'm aging myself legit now. And In case anyone wanted um, to know what Bree's age was. It's old. I know. It is very, very old. But that's okay. A year younger than you. Not even a full year. Six months. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> don't you try to make yourself you? even younger. Well, okay. Anyway, so his family, you know, this normal little family, went out to Blanchard Elementary, where his mother was going to play going to a practice to play Mm -hmm. flag football now can i just say all bad things start with sports they do okay yep i can agree with that considering that i'm working on like two different stories that have sports injuries um so is it the little boy that's doing flag football or the mom no it's the mother okay i'm like i just want to clarify because i know that you know okay and the mother out of all the footballs though flag football has got to be the safer one until you prove me wrong just here about now. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of 
we'll get into that another day. I have a lot of theories about the safety of flag football that okay. relate to OJ Simpson. And anyway, we oh, can go great. there another day. What? What? Football's crazy. Anyway, another time. So back to Michael. So he, being a typical four-year-old child, was more interested in the playground toys. So he asks his parents if he can go play on the playground while his mother plays football. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they were a little hesitant at first, but his parents agreed. After all, you could see the playground from the field. Yeah. So his mother said he could go and play on the playground until his father came for him. Okay. So this a little bit legit. later. Well, and like, honestly, like that was back then too. Like when everyone wasn't scared of everything. When we actually let our kids, like, you know, walk down, like, two friends' houses that weren't right next door. Yeah. Yeah. So, a little while later, his father goes over to the playground to collect him. And I'm sure by the nature of our podcast, you have guessed by now, he couldn't find him. So, he instantly, like, begins searching frantically. And, I mean, there's a lot of people around. This is a... I mean, it's a football practice. Like, there's other families and people here, right? Right. So, other people come over, and there's about 50 people searching just right off the bat. Okay. And when he isn't found quickly, they notify authorities, and it became one of the largest searches ever in British Columbia. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, good thing that they just, like, went off and was like, okay, hey, missing kid, not like, oh, he'll show up, like freaking america does i mean now we don't but back then we did anyway put face on a milk curtain okay yeah so now the police come out and they instantly classify this case as an abduction and the reason they decided to do this is due to the short time span in which he went missing from such a public place Mm -hmm. i mean they don't find it likely that this four-year-old could get that far away in this short time span with that many people around yeah. without someone, like, being able to find him. Like, there's not a whole lot of places he could have just yeah, that makes ran sense. away to, right? And so he was last seen wearing a blue hooded jacket, um, a t-shirt of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> rugby pants, and blue sneakers. And despite the large amount of people who had been around, no one saw him be taken. (sighs) And that is just the strangest concept to me, that no one saw him. Like, Well, no one, no one, like, saw him or no one even, like, thought they did. Like, I mean, because if he took someone's hand or something and... Yeah, no one saw anything suspicious, like... So, yeah, they could see someone walk, like a little boy walking away. But once again, what, how did his abductor bribe him to go away so quietly? Why was there no screaming or yelling? Like, it makes me wonder, why would he just go away? Well, okay, so they did a study on this, right? So they actually, I was reading up on this, and they actually did a study where they saw how many little kids like this was so they did it in different age groups but this one was like five and under um that Mm -hmm. even though you told them you know like stranger danger and everything most kids would still go with a stranger if they said that there was candy or a puppy 
Oh my gosh. I'm serious. It was like, I think it was like 90% of the children went. And then when you got from five to 10, some of them were hesitant. It was like 40% would still go though. Even after like, you've been like, you've told your kids and everything, like you don't do this, like that's stranger danger. You don't do this. Um, Yeah. They, what they would do is they would actually like have the parents watch while this so-called, you know, abductor took them. Yep. They would just go. That is such, oh my gosh. That is a crazy, horrifying statistic. Yeah. Like that does not seem abnormal to me. Oh, it's horrifying to me. Well, it is, like, but I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, like people are like, well, you know, how did he go away? So that, that doesn't seem, I mean, that doesn't seem far and fetched to me. Um, so this person possibly just offered them some candy. Exactly. Like I got it. It's at my truck though. Like I, oh, I forgot it. Why don't you come with me and I'll get you some. Simple as that. Okay, so I guess there's that then as to how he went away. So some people did say that they saw a man in his late 40s or early 50s who had been near the playground. Okay. And I'm not sure why this may like, I mean, if there were this many people there, why is it weird that there's a man in his 40s or 50s there? Like, I wonder, obviously something about this man must have been standing out. Or but just I don't that really... he, like, looked older than most of the other parents there? Because it does seem like Maybe. it's more, like, young kids that have been there right now, so. But remember, this was also the mother's football practice. What if it was a grandparent? Fair enough. Or, like, a yeah. parent of one of the players. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So, and also, a brown van was spotted nearby. Once again... Not sure why out of all of the cars, this brown van is suspicious. I have to assume they have some information that they aren't sharing. Is this case still open? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, possibly. Um, As to why this man and van are suspicious. Okay. And so basically, I mean, there have been many alleged sightings over the years but none of these people, like kids, have been a DNA match. So basically, our main story is kid at a crowded playground mm-hmm. just goes missing in a matter of moments. And we have but no was idea. Was it how- moments, though? Or, like, I mean, like, how long before the dad came and actually got him? It was less than 20 minutes. I mean. Oh, wow. Okay. So it sounds like the predator probably was watching, you know. Oh, yeah. And saw that the mom let him go. Yeah, it wasn't a long time for sure. Well, I mean, honestly, too, if he was watching, he might have even known his name. Oh, that's scary, isn't it? And been like, hey, like, your mom told me to come get you or something. Ugh. I mean, his name was Michael. It's not like 
It was the super most unique name in the world. I mean, odds are you scream Michael in 1991 at a crowded playground, someone's going to respond. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, she could have called out after him and been like, you be careful or your dad's going to be here in a little bit. And the predator could have been watching and heard that and knew that no one was going to be there. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, on to some theories. Now, the theories, okay, I'm going to get into some theories. Some of them go down some real weird rabbit holes. So, I'm going to kind of skim the top because I can't even put the pieces together of some of these things as to how they all connect. But, all right. So, um, some theories we have are that he was abducted by someone random um, and then sold to the black market for adoption. What about so someone like sex ring or something? Yeah, like they were just, you know, they knew there would be a lot of kids there that day, and they picked that one at random, okay. and just Michael, and yeah. took him off to be sold to the black market. Okay, because it's it's extremely unlikely that he wandered off on his own. Okay, so there is um. One person who people suspect, and his name is Vernon, I may say this last name wrong, Seitz. Seitz. And this man confessed to a psychiatrist that he had killed in 1959, and he knew of another child killing later on. Um, He also had a missing poster of Michael in his home as well as child porn and books on cannibalism. Ew. But other than that, there's no real proof or ties to Michael, other than that, like, he had that, and he confessed that he knew of child killings. Um, Okay. And then he died of natural causes before it could fully be, like, investigated underway. Okay. I mean, he was obviously in trouble because he had child porn, so, like, they had him and were researching him. And then he died. Okay. Okay. So some people think that an urban legend is true. And that urban legend is that there are tunnels under Victoria. And that they took Michael out through these tunnels. Now, if we're being honest, some places really do have these underground tunnels. So it's not impossible that Victoria has them. Okay. But... I don't know, I mean, if they aren't open to the public, how easily accessible they'd be. Well, I guess that would also depend on... um... Because, I mean, in, like, Portland and stuff, you can go tour the underground tunnels. Right. I mean, some of them, though, if they're blocked off or something, then probably you only have certain access, so it's probably only certain people or people with connections that actually know and know how to get in to these special tunnels. That is also true. So I don't know. There's, there's so that have theory. you actually looked up the documentations on the city and seen um, they should have records? There is no actual proof of it there okay. that I have found. Okay. It's an urban legend. Okay. Okay, so this one, this next one is kind of a wormhole that gets a lot of craziness, so I'm just going to skim the top. 
There are a lot of people who claim that it was a satanic cult. Okay. Okay. So, it was the 25th year of the Age of Satan, which is apparently something called the Feast of the Beast. Okay. All right. It was a Palm Sunday, so it was seven days before Easter, and the place he was taken was also seven streets away from Easter Street. What? Okay. Yeah. So it was seven okay. days before Easter and seven streets away from Easter Street. My first reaction was like, that is a big stretch, but that actually... Okay. That actually right. can also, make sense. <laughs> somehow... Okay people think it's connected so british columbia is known for cult activity and i found a lot of articles when i was researching michael that somehow went back to someone named michelle proby and michelle proby was from victoria and she claims that she had rituals performed on her and um a lot of people believe that the two are related now michelle's family denies everything that she says but i found like i said these are just some deep articles i found on like reddit and people connecting things i don't know how much of this is true i just have to throw that all out there but there are people rabbit hole that people are talking about yeah there are people who believe that it's like the same group and that michelle eventually was let go and told no because they wanted a boy and then michael is like the close boy name of michelle so then michael was switched out and i don't know there were a whole lot of crazy rabbit hole theories in there okay but so there are people who believe that michael was taken by a satanic cult okay it's out there but, like, how would they know that Michael was going to be there and then be alone at that time? Like, that, that part I don't know. That's a lot of, that's a lot to throw out there. Like, yeah, that's just, I think that's a stretch. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, for sure. Yes. I yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's interesting. Oh, yeah. It definitely is interesting. I'm just saying, like, I think it's a stretch. Like... Yeah. I don't know. I probably think that it was more so the random one that someone went there with knowledge. There would be children around and then black market yeah. type thing. Well, I'm not saying it can't be that satanic thing, um, especially with being Easter Street, all that, right by Easter, whatever. I'm saying it's a stretch that they knew that they were going to, like, grab a boy named Michael. I mean, I guess the name was popular enough, but how would they know that for sure someone there was going to be named Michael and then not have their parents right there? I cannot answer that. Yes. But could they have done it for the ritual? Sure, but I feel like switching them out for those knees, like, just for... I don't know. I feel like that's a stretch. Yeah. So it's hard to say, but that is some theories on Michael, who Hmm. 
I mean, who knows what happened to him? Yeah. And so with him being grown now, has there been any mm-hmm. sightings since then? I don't remember when the last sighting was, but like I said, they tried to DNA match all of them and nothing has ever. Okay. Nothing's ever come up. That's really hard too, especially like, you know, he's technically could still be out there, but but that's really weird too with that one guy that, you know, had books on cannibalism and said that he knew of like killings and stuff. But it's also really hard when you've got someone that's in jail and wants a lesser sentence. Do you believe them or are they doing a false confession to get out early or whatever? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the possibilities are seriously, it could go all three ways. It could go with that mm-hmm. one guy. Especially if he was into like cannibalism and stuff. Oh, him. yeah. That is disgusting. I mean, it definitely would explain why there why was like weren't found or yeah. Well, what would he do with the bones? Like, would he just like grind them up and then use them like in a bone soup? Oh, I don't know, or burn them. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I just never... put that image in your mind. Yes, you did. That's. I mean, I was just thinking. I was like, we do like we'll have like bone soup or whatever. You know, like we'll get the bone broth from the cows and stuff when we you know so yeah 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 you do turn bones into like broths and stuff mm-hmm. so very so possible I guess, I guess that is that is very possible and i mean the adoption abduction and then selling him for a sex slave or for adoption is possible and i'm gonna say that the satanic thing is possible too i don't think I mean, I think that's going on a big, big stretch saying that, oh, well, this girl needs to be switched out for a boy because, and then like all that, because honestly, you would have thought that A, they would have known that and um, B, how would you know that that particular boy was going to be there right at that time? And it was the, like, that would have been, had to been like perfect opportunity. I guess maybe they were thought they were watching him or something i don't know i don't know but is it possible that they were in a satanic cult and then and then they uh, took him and sacrificed him i guess that's possible too <sighs> wow oh this one's just crazy yeah so right, that guys. is our lovely story of michael Dunahy. if you have any theories please let us know yes please do All right, guys, we'll just keep fucking going. Bye.